Entrepreneur on Fire 463. In need of some motivation, we've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Besides fear and lack of confidence, design projects are what I see hold entrepreneurs back most. Luckily, 99designs can help. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Wish you had a secretary but can't afford one who sits at your front desk? What about eVoice? Go to eVoice.com and get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Jeff Slater. Jeff, are you prepared to ignite? I am ready to set off some sports. Yes. Jeff is a senior marketing professional who built a multi-million dollar brand, Rachel's Brownies, with his wife. His new book, Unraveling the Mysteries of Marketing, shares inspiring stories about partnerships with Ben and Jerry, Macho Man, and business conversations with President Reagan. He blogs at Moments Later. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Jeffrey, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Thanks, John. Before I start talking about me, I just want to on air wish you a happy birthday, because it's your birthday today. Thank you. Congratulations. (laughs) So kind. So my background really wasn't in business, but it was more in the arts and photography. And yet I've always had some entrepreneurial DNA running through the blood, My grandfather was a commercial photographer who a hundred years ago started a photography business in Philadelphia that still exists today. And it was my wife who actually started our bakery business that we grew together. And I have two daughters, both of whom have some entrepreneurial spirit. Sarah, who teaches in Hawaii at a great school called Punahou, she has a small side business teaching yoga and self-esteem to girls. And my younger daughter, Fanny, just recently started a catering business in Wilmington, North Carolina, called Fanfare. And she describes herself as the entrepreneur because she sells entrees. <laughs> I love it. Isn't that great? Yes. So as for me, I've spent about half my career as an entrepreneur and half in the corporate world. You know, I like to say I've had the opportunity to spend $30 on marketing and $30 million on marketing. Wow. And... You know, sometimes it's interesting which is the right way to spend it. So let me tell you a little bit more about uh, the bakery business. When I met my wife in 75, uh, she had just started baking brownies in a home kitchen, and I had just graduated from the Annenberg School of Communications at the University of Pennsylvania. I got a degree in communications, and I was thinking of being a professional photographer. But I started helping her with her brownie business. And together over 14 years, we went from selling about 100 brownies a week to selling about 100,000 brownies a week. Wow! So we've had some really, really remarkable opportunities and experiences and truly, truly blessed. And, you know, I share these stories in my book that I just recently published called Unraveling the Mysteries of Marketing, because I felt like they were 21 lessons that I could share based on the kind of unbelievable things that we were fortunate to have happen, like to have lunch with President Reagan 
or we made Inc. Magazine's fastest growing companies in 1985. We partnered with Ben and Jerry to make a Rachel's Brownies ice cream. We were guests on the Phil Donahue show with uh, Rose and Ruben Mattis, who had founded Haagen-Dazs. And then we successfully sold our business in 1989 to a food company in North Carolina, where I live now. And after that, I worked in marketing and became VP of marketing. And I actually got to work with Macho Man Randy Savage and the Slim Jim commercials that are pretty well known in the United States. Snap it to a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I think one of the one of my favorite stories from the book is I tell how Randy called me up one day and he said, Jeff, I need your help. I said, Randy, I'm there. What can I do for you? He said, I need to learn how to use this email thing. (laughs) So I got to teach Randy how to use email. And today I work for a company called Noma Cork, a wine cork or closure company, as we like to call it. And I'm the global director of marketing. And uh, so I spend my time now in more of a corporate role. Wow, that is truly full circle. And it's such a fascinating story on so many facets from having lunch with President Reagan to being on Phil Donahue to teaching Randy Macho Man Savage, snap into a Slim Jim, how to email. I mean, Jeff, you have been there, you have done that. And we're going to dive way into your journey and really talk about a couple stories of, of failure and of aha moments and of success along the way. But Before we do, and being a listener of Entrepreneur on Fire, you know this, we love starting with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling, to get those sparks that you started turned into a flame. So take it away. Well, you know, I've always been um, somebody very inspired by Albert Einstein. And um, he once said that life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. And I love the idea behind that because I've always I always strive in my life to find balance, personal life, my family, my work, my spiritual life. And balance really requires keeping the energy flowing. And, you know, I have a real creative spirit. It's just who I am. And so trying to, you know, reinvent and keep moving forward is so important. And, you know, a lot of this ties back to my dad. Uh, his name was Jack Slater. He passed away a few years ago. And he always told me in business, just make a decision. Just keep moving forward. And, and I think it really made an impact on me about, you know, constantly keeping the energy going forward. Uh, even my 86-year-old mom, B. She wanted to learn Facebook and how to use texting and an iPhone because she didn't want to sit still. So I think it runs in the blood of our family of, you know, wanting to keep moving forward. Well, Jeff, obviously, after you sold Rachel's Brownies for what I'm sure was quite a nice payday, you didn't just stop. You didn't just go buy a little beach or an island in Bali and just hang out for the rest of your life, sipping on Mai Tais and getting tanned. You decided you wanted to stay in the game. You wanted to stay relevant. You wanted to keep your blood boiling with the entrepreneurial spirit that's inside you and keep moving forward. So that's just a testament to, again, not only who you are, but who obviously your family is. It's in the genes. It's in the Slater genes to just really keep innovating and staying cutting edge, which I honestly hope stays the same for myself because I love that quote of success, Jeff, which is happiness and success are the gradual realization of a worthy ideal. 
it's not the realization of a worthy ideal. I mean, you want to be gradually realizing it because as you start to realize it, you can just push that bar a little bit further and continue to innovate. So I love the message and the theme that's developing already in this interview. So let's pull it down to the ground level. I want you to tell a story, Jeff, of a time in your life when you failed. Because so far, we've heard all the great stuff and there's been a lot of great stuff. But let's talk about a time when you fell flat on your face and you really had to dig deep to pull yourself up. What was that story, Jeff? And what lessons did you learn? Well, you know, when we started the bakery business and it started to expand and we had more and more employees, at some point we had to replace ourselves in certain jobs and at some point along the way we had to hire a bookkeeper. And so I interviewed some people. I had worked with an agency. Somebody came in. You know, we liked them. We decided to offer them the job. But something felt wrong. I, I, my instincts were, this is, this, something's not right here. I didn't know what it was. I just didn't feel good about it. And about three weeks later, I get a, an anonymous phone call from somebody who said, by the way, that person you hired is an embezzler. <laughs> what? Was it like one of those creepy voices? The person you hired is an embezzler. Yeah, and they hung up? Just, it was, no, they said, I, you know, know your brownies. We, we love them. We buy them. And uh, I know this person. I just wanted you to know this. Wow. And so... You know, the, the, the lesson for me was a huge lesson. It was really so clear to, I, I should have just trusted my instinct and kept looking for the right person. And I think it ties into something about hiring that I believe, which is, you know, hire, hire slow, but fire fast. You know, I felt like I just, you know, I was a little anxious to move on to other things. And I mean, this was our money. This was, this was too important. So it was a, it was a pretty important lesson and I think what I take from it you know today is you know really believing in myself really believing in my instincts to try things I am not afraid of failure I've had plenty of failures we've done lots of things you know with the business and other things where you know we expanded too fast a little bit beyond our ability to manage it and things like that but my instincts are are pretty good and when my wife and I were running it together we used to kid it was like the accelerator and the brake on a car. I'd be the accelerator, she'd be the brake. And <laughs> it, was, it was a great balance. And again, going back to that uh, Einstein quote, we we're moving forward, but we had that correct balance of things together. So real quick, Jeff, what steps did you take to correct that situation? You know, I think the learning after it was so remarkable that I never questioned my own judgment. I said, look, sometimes I'm going to need more information. Sometimes... I have a hunch that something's not right, you know, I really need to pay attention to it and not ignore it. And I think it connected back to this idea of being very much uh, living in the moment, very much aware that, you know, we the past is gone, the future is not here, I have this moment, and I need to be really present in it to be able to be very self-aware of what's going on around me and, you know, what the, what's happening. So after that phone call, did you immediately confront this individual? And what steps did you take to rectify the situation? I called the agency who we had engaged and yep. I spoke to them first. And they said to me, we have absolutely no knowledge of this. You know, we're really surprised. And so I picked up the phone and I called my dad, as I did on most occasions, because he was he was a Wharton graduate. He was a CFO at a big financial company. And I said, Dad, what do I do? He said, go in and walk this young lady out of the building and just say goodbye. 
you don't owe her anything and you need her out of the door. And I did. And I think, uh, you know, it was a it was a pretty frightening experience for us, but it was a great life lesson. I love this theme that develops in many of our interviews, Jeff, and that's when the entrepreneur in question looks back over their journey. They realize that almost every situation that they could have done better in or that they failed in was because they weren't listening to their intuition. They weren't trusting their gut, and that was a lesson that so many entrepreneurs learned the hard way. So for the listeners, it's just such a great takeaway. If something doesn't feel right with a partnership, with a hire, with a plan that you're going forward with, you know, that's your innate self telling you, you know, your survivalist instinct. This probably just isn't the best thing for you because there's so many different directions we can take. Believe me, your innate judgment, your intuition wants the best for you. So listen to it. It's a theme that comes up over and over again. So Jeff, thank you for slamming that home and boil it down in just one sentence for us. One takeaway for Fire Nation from this whole experience that you had. If you're in doubt about an issue, sit quietly for a minute, close your eyes, take some deep breaths, and after that minute, you'll know what the right thing is to do. Just trust yourself. Love it. Love it. We need to take that time, Fire Nation. We live in such a busy, loud, noisy world. Taking that deep breath like Jeff is talking about, taking that time for yourself, that is invaluable advice. So, Jeff, let's move to the other end of the spectrum because you've had quite the journey. I mean, we've already mentioned some of the people that you've dealt with directly and the experiences that you've had. At what point in your journey do you have a story for us where you had an aha moment or a light bulb that went off and you were just like, wow, this is it. This resonates with me, with my wife or with the business or whatever. What was that moment, Jeff? And what steps did you take to turn that moment, that idea into success. It goes back to something I said earlier. Um, when I wake up each morning, I sit quietly for about 15 minutes. I breathe quietly. I do sort of a meditation just, just to be very appreciative of all the grace and gifts that are in my life. You know, I'm, I'm so fortunate. I have a loving family. I have good health. I've had financial success. I, you know, I'm, I love the work that I do. And so my, I've made it moment, I guess, is really in the moments of each day. It's trying to say, how can I do, how can I help and give back for all that I've had and all the goodness that's come to me? So, you know, it isn't, it isn't that, you know, having lunch with the president of the United States isn't awesome, you know, or, or sitting with Macho Man or Ben and Jerry's and all these other celebrities you know, that I've gotten to work with. Those are, those are incredible experiences. But, you know, I think of my, I've made it moment is really, I mean, every moment is precious. And, you know, when, you know, you lose somebody in a family or a friend, or you hear stories on the news, you just become so conscious of, boy, I got to make the most of each day and each moment. And I guess recognizing that early in my life and, you know, being able to be grateful for it. I think that's why, you know, they're, they're, all of those moments add up until I've made it moments. Well, Jeff, I'm honored that you shared your philosophy of the I've made it moments with us because that's something as entrepreneurs we do want to strive for is having those moments of appreciation and then, again, setting the bar forward to the next level. But what I want you to do is this. Entrepreneur on Fire is about the story, Jeff. And I want to talk about a story of an aha moment, an actual light bulb that's gone off 
at some point in your journey and you said, wow, let's make this happen. Like, what was that story, Jeff, when you had a light bulb that went off? Take us there with you. Actually, take us to the ground level. Tell us that story. Have us be there with you. And then tell us the steps you took to take that aha moment and turn it into success. In the early 1980s, um, we were thinking about expanding beyond brownies. I mean, all we did was make brownies. And we kept thinking, well, maybe this is a good way to grow the business. And the phone rings, and it is the buyer from United Airlines who wanted us to come to Chicago and to meet with him because he wanted to buy several million brownies a year from us. <laughs> we were absolutely wow. floored. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, uh, where can I find out? Where, how do you know about us? And he <laughs> said, well... You know, I had visited some family in the area in Philadelphia where you uh, had your, you know, were selling your product and I tasted them and I said, we got to have these on United. And the aha moment for me was how I realized that we had the opportunity to be number one in something. We could be the best in brownies in all the world. And so, you know, sort of boiling it down, I realized the power that simplicity can bring to a business. You know, I, I like to think of it like a superpower that we had because we didn't need to do other things. We just focused on one thing. And, you know, I've heard you talk about focus and finish one course until successful and, you know, on the on the podcast. And I believe focus is and simplicity are two of the most underappreciated uh, assets and skills that a, a really great business can have because you know yourself, you know what you're doing. And you stay focused to do the best that you can without all the distractions where you say, oh, the greens, the grass going to be greener over on this side. Just we, we, we followed that instinct about keeping things simple and staying focused. I love this message, Jeff, because especially for the listeners, the entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs, the small business owners that are really looking to make their mark in the world, hearing what you're talking about is so valuable. Finding your niche, Fire Nation, going really deep into that niche, and then even drilling down even further until it hurts because you're in this one small niche. That is going to allow you to dominate that niche. You will become known for that and you can build a reputation and an entire brand around that. And then when the time is right, you can move further back out. But listen to Jeff. He was doing great things with Rachel's brownies. What happened if they spread the tables thin and went into cookies and bread and all these other things too early? They never would have been just known for brownies and they may have kind of misplaced the ball a little bit and not kept that quality as high. And then opportunities like he had with United would not have popped up. So for the listener, I mean, this is going to kind of feel good and kind of sound exciting that you don't need to do everything at once. In fact, if you keep it simple, if you keep the focus there, and I love that you came up with that, Jeff, the follow one course until success is my favorite acronym. That is where the power lies, to be able to dominate that one niche. All I wanted to dominate at Entrepreneur on Fire was a daily interview. If I tried to do everything out of the gates, I would have fallen flat on my face. Jeff and his wife dominated the brownie industry and unbelievable things came from that. So really drill down, guys. Jeff, an amazing takeaway on so many levels. And let's bring things to present times now because you have a lot of exciting things going on. You have a job that you love. You have kids that are out there rocking and rolling in their entrepreneurial ventures. What is one thing that's just really exciting you 
right now? Well, you know, I work in the wine industry. Uh, I work for a company that sells uh, corks, closures, we call them. Um, and I work in a global role, global marketing role. So I get to learn about marketing from all over the world. And I'm really, really enjoying that. Um, one of the really innovative things that the marketing team that I lead has created is a a symposium called the Wine Marketing Exchange. It's kind of like a TED Talk for the wine industry. And it all started about three years ago when I invited Gary Vaynerchuk to come and speak at this conference. Yes. And Gary, of all things, his store, his wine, wine, uh, wine library is in Springfield, New, New Jersey, where I grew up. It's just an amazing coincidence. And um, so Gary came out and spoke to the wine industry, and Boyd and he he just told <laughs> told them stuff that they didn't want to hear three years ago, and he really shook things up. But it's this <laughs> opportunity to create a a an event and to be able to bring amazing speakers and really interesting thought leaders, and to know that uh, through the team and the support of the company, we've been able to do some. I mean, it's a really entrepreneurial activity. And I'm very proud that we've been able to do it. And, you know, we're working on, you know, how to expand and do more with it. But it's, it's been a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, you know, and at the end of the day, I'm in the wine industry and there's always good wine to drink. So that's a good thing, too. <laughs> so we've had Gary quite recently on Entrepreneur on Fire for the second time to talk about his new book, Jab, 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 Right Hook, where he talks about those 86 case studies that he really drills down in. And he really is a polarizing individual. Can you expound a little bit about when you say that some people maybe didn't really want to hear the message that he was sharing at the wine event? I mean, this was this was three years ago. And Gary was saying things to people, uh, you know, just three years ago. Raise your hand if you've ever heard of Instagram. And, you know, maybe 5% of the room had raised their hands. And he just said, look, the amount of photographs of wine labels, you know, is extraordinary. And you are absolutely missing it if you're not paying attention to where your consumer is. And stop telling me you don't have time to talk to the consumer and engage and build relationships you're probably doing a lot of other stuff that's just not that important. And, and, and he, you know, I think it's funny because today when I meet people in the wine marketing business, they always say, thank you for bringing Gary back <laughs> to the industry because he kind of shook it up a little bit. And, and, you know, and Gary doesn't hold his punches. Uh, he, he, no matter where he's talking, whether it's the wine industry, he recently did an event with my brother in New York for UBS and, he shook it up there too, and so you know he's 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 quite the quite the individual. But I, you know, I love his passion. I love his energy. And I love that he just tells what he thinks. He doesn't hold back. He doesn't pull his punches. He guaranteed to shake it up. So Jeff, take us a minute and share with us what's your vision for the future of entrepreneurs. You know, I only believe that more and more individuals will not be looking for jobs, but will be creating jobs. Right early in high school, middle school, you know, when they get to college, you know, that the idea of a resume and, you know, and getting addicted to the W-2, you know, it's just not going to be the same. It's going to change because people are going to be able to find opportunities in the marketplace um, because they're fluid and flexible and can react and respond and can create, take, take advantage of opportunities that come their way. So, you know, I think entrepreneurs 
um, and the and, and the discipline of being an entrepreneur is something that uh, there are so many great resources available. I mean, the amount of insight that comes, you know, I've been I've been in marketing now for 30 plus years and I listen to your show, you know, and I'm hearing people talk about ideas I've never seen. I've never thought of. Right. And I love the inspiration. I love it. So it's a, you know, people who are entrepreneurs tend to be really curious they are really curious and interested in learning, and so to me, that's that speaks speaks so much for the opportunity in the future. Well, Jeff, before we go any further, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. If you want a small business, then incoming calls, whether they're from current customers or potential customers, is probably something you want to deal with quite often, right? And the higher the volume, the more potential for missed opportunities. What if I told you there's a way to manage your incoming call so that you never miss an important message? A few months ago, I was running a special for one of our online communities, Podcasters Paradise. If you order within a certain time period, you would receive 50% off. About 30 minutes before the special ended, I received an email of a voicemail transcript from a potential customer. The message explained that she was having trouble purchasing via her mobile device. Thanks to eVoice, I was able to help this customer place her order in time to take advantage of the savings and secure one more sale for my community. Never want to miss an important call again? Go to eVoice.com and enter FIRE at checkout for $5 off every month forever. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. There are several things that hold us back from becoming an entrepreneur. After doing over 450 interviews with today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs, I can tell you that by far, the number one thing holding people back is fear. Fear is followed by several other factors, lack of confidence, not knowing where to start. But in my personal experience, something that I see holding people back every single day from launching their podcast or website or business is design. Don't get me wrong. Design is very important for your business. Your design is oftentimes people's first impression of your business. It shouldn't be something that holds you back from launching that podcast or website. It's something that you can get started on today. At 99designs, you'll have several professional designs to choose from within just a few days of requesting your design. Visit 99designs.com slash fire to start your design project today and get a $99 power pack of services free. Well, Jeff, this is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, and that's the lightning round, because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Ready to rock and roll. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I've been thinking about this question for a few days. And, you know, what's interesting is I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was when I was an entrepreneur. <laughs> All I knew was I was doing something I loved. I was having fun. I was helping support my family. I was following my passion. And it just fit like it fit like a good suit. So I, I, it's funny. Nothing, I guess, was really holding me back. What is the best advice, Jeff, you've ever received? It took me quite a long time to really and deeply understand the importance of marketing benefits and not features. You know, it's a, it sounds very tactical, but I think, you know, when I look at brands that I have this deep emotional attachment to or connection with or passion, 
it isn't about the transactional part of what they do. It's about how the brand speaks to me, the things that they do, the, the way they connect to me. And so, you know, uh, smart people like Seth Godin talk about this and seem to intrinsically get this. Uh, it just took me a while to really understand it. But, you know, now it's such a part and a driver for what I do. Always trying to understand it's not about me or us or our company. It's what's in it for the person that we're trying to engage with. How can we, how can we delight them? How can we create wow? How can we over deliver? So important. And took me a little time to really, really get it. And I think it's uh, come together for me now. Can you share one of your personal habits, Jeff, that you believe contributes to your success? I like to think of myself as highly organized and <laughs> I like to plan a lot. But, you know, one of the things I've been doing for a long time is putting on my calendar an hour called decision time where I take a look at things I've been thinking about. And by the end of the hour, I make several decisions. I plan some action and I move forward. So it forces me to say, you've got a deadline. You've got an hour to make that decision. No more sitting and thinking and overanalyzing it. Let's get it done. So I'd say that decision time on my calendar has been a pretty important uh, habit that I have. The other one, which sort of goes hand in hand, is I keep a not-to-do list. (laughs) It is things that I should not be doing that are distractions, and that when people ask me about, I just politely nod my head and say, thank you, but I I just can't do that. It's on my list. Sorry. So uh, the the not-to-do list, I think, is also pretty helpful. Absolutely. I love that. The not to do list. And how often do you schedule your hour of decision time? Is it weekly, daily, monthly? It's usually weekly because there's, you know, quite a lot of decisions uh, in a big business that you've got to make and issues you're thinking about. And so I like to be clear on my perspective and my point of view so that I can give direction to others or, you know, if there's need to collaborate on a particular topic to say, okay, I know where I stand. Let me just get everybody else to weigh in and let's move forward. So once a week. Do you have an internet resource, Jeff, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? You know, one of my favorite tools is Animoto. Animoto is this wonderfully simple uh, professional video method where you drop in images, 10-second video clips. You can put in short uh, sentences and they've got all of these beautiful templates. There's a free version and then a paid version. And you can create amazing videos about, you know, any kind of, um, you know, small marketing activity. For example, when I, when I, uh, I put together a trailer for my book, uh, Unraveling the Mysteries of Marketing, and I did it all through Animoto. It took me a couple hours to put together, and it's so professional looking. And when people see it, they think it's like a ten, twenty thousand dollars video. Love it. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything else that we're chatting about here in today's episode at eofire.com slash Jeffrey Slater. Jeff, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Well, I'm going to take you back to the sixth century. <laughs> um, there's a, uh, a translator named Stephen Mitchell who has done a translation of the Tao Te Ching. It's a, it's a book by Lao Tzu, and it's sometimes referred to as the book of the way. It's sort of the classic manual on the art of living. And, you know, what I love 
what I love about this is it is a guide for life, for business, and for spiritual growth. Um, you know, they're, they're just these wonderful aphorisms that come throughout the stories that he tells, like how important it is to be like a willow and to bend and be flexible and not be like an oak and be rigid. And, you know, to some that may be a little too poetic, but I've listened to this, and it's funny, I don't own the physical book. I've only listened to the audio year after year after year. And it is always something I rely on and go back to for thinking and inspiration about, like I said, business and in life. Powerful. So, Jeff, this next question is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would spend the next seven days making friends, and I would look for people who have common interests to me. I, I wouldn't look at them as business partners, or I wouldn't even be thinking about what kind of business I would try to get into, but I would seek out people who could help me reaffirm, you know, those things that I was interested in and sort of build a small network of friends. I would also at the same time start a blog that would allow me to tell stories about things that would be of interest to me. I, you know, I have a passion around food, a passion around marketing, I have a passion around uh, art and other, other areas. And I would try and expand those relationships online through a, sort of a community of common interests. But I really wouldn't try and start thinking about it from a business perspective until I had the anchor, those anchors in place of both a pl uh, an online platform as well as, you know, uh, connections with real, real flesh and blood individuals. Love that message, Jeff. And I have just really enjoyed hearing your journey. So thank you for sharing it here today. And let's leave Fire Nation with one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, I guess the parting guidance would be just listen to your inner self telling you where the direction you should be heading is. Just listen to yourself and trust in yourself. I think it's just very, very important in uh, success in both personal and professional life. Um, in terms of finding me, um, my blog is at momentslater.blogspot.com. I can be found on Twitter at moments underscore later or old school at Jeffrey Lynn Slater at gmail.com. And I also do some uh, charity uh, consulting where I donate all the fees to Charity Water, and I do that through Clarity.fm, which, uh, which is a terrific resource. And um, I do work on the weekends and occasionally in the evenings for people to consult with them, but I do donate those fees to charity. Wonderful. And yes, we had the founder of Clarity.fm here in Entrepreneur on Fire, really, really inspiring guy, an inspiring company in general. So... Love that, Jeff. And again, thank you for coming on. And Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that you just mentioned and that we talked about throughout the entire interview at eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab because you are hanging out 
in the archives or just enter Jeff in the search bar, guys, and his show notes page will pop right up. So, Jeff, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Starting a business is no cakewalk. I know. But over the past year and a half, we've learned a ton about what it takes to be successful. If you're looking for in-depth insights into what it takes to forge ahead on your entrepreneurial journey, then we have an exclusive email series called The Fire Path that will be perfect for you. Visit thefirepath.com to sign up today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 